what were you gonna say about me needing a haircut, Kev? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Are you developing old man hair though? Why you say that? I don't know. By old man hair, do what receding hairline or? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. That was like the one I thing my- I kind of had going for me. I, I enjoy my hair being short, yeah. but I never had it. You know, like I didn't. You know what I mean? If I grow it, it'll grow. Yeah, within reason. But I'm starting to realize that these corners right here. Uh, that's yeah. These that's corners are getting say. a little bare. Yeah, they start to. It's it's crazy because it's sneaky, right? No, it like slowly just starts to disappear until next thing you know, you yeah. shaving it. I've been getting my hair cut shorter lately, just to get comfortable with no hair. because like, uh, I, you know, because when it goes, it's going. It's it's being cut off. Like I'm not. Oh. I'm not doing the like. I can't remember how. What, so what's pop situation? Oh, gone. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Since like thirty though, like I, I'm the. the oh. You know, oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Oh. John is the same way. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Because. Because I know there are plenty of people who you know like, it. Their hair, their hairline runs like like uh, when a fight breaks out at the club. <laughs> Mine is definitely more. My dad's I notice as well as more like Homer, backing into the bush. Just like slowly. <laughs> it's, dude, it's, I I looked after I cut my locks, I had, you know, hairline was on, on fresh because that was it, right? Mm. Hair had been growing for years, so it's a lot to work with. But slowly but surely, man. And you got to be careful, man. Like when you go to the shop, I go to the shop. My, I've been going to the same barber for since I was like 13. And I got to be, got to remind him like, hey, man, don't push my hairline back. No, you got to be careful, bro. Like. You know what I'm saying? You see me every other week, so you're like, yo, your hairline is good. But when I look in the mirror, I'm like, hey, man, this joint seems like it's moving slower. <laughs> Maybe your face is moving forward. Maybe so, too. Maybe so, too. <laughs> yeah, I got definitely got like the old man drinking face. Like, starting, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Puffy Combs. Man, I, you know, fitting of a person who had a birthday... Uh, just you know, eight days ago. You know what I mean? That's right, man. Happy birthday! And on top of that, y'all, mm-hmm. for snapback for my birthday, which I'll get into in just a moment. Kev Sakota showed up, y'all. Kev actually came outside after ten thirty at night. It was very weird. It was strange. It was very strange. But it was, it was happy to see that you you showed. Thank you for coming out, bro. I appreciate of that. Of course, of course, of course. Hey. Got to. You know. Hey, my man came out and kicked it. That was dope. Kicked it for about 15 minutes? Not 15. You know? rough, rough, rough 15. <laughs> it was cool, though. We had a drink. Took a yeah. picture. Got to see bounced. all the that homies. That was dope. Yeah. Yeah. That was fresh. <laughs> the one you should have made, though. Uh-oh. Was Fullerton this past Saturday. And I'm only shout out. I don't normally, normally kind of, you know, I should big up Snapback a lot more. It's basically what I do. But, um... We had Nico Blitz and Don Famuina. So, Nico Blitz killed it. You have to check him out on on Twitch. Okay. Um, N i c o Blitz B l i t z. Dope. Like for real, dope. Murdered it. Right. Hold on. That's a DJ. Hmm. That's not Babu's kid, is it? Mm. 
Okay. No. All right. Um. Then we had a special guest, a surprise guest, Don uh, Famuina. So Don Famuina is a DJ from Hawaii, from Oahu, okay. uh, from Kalihi to be exact. And he uh, he pulled up because his nephew had just graduated from college and he brought his family over. So we got this oh. big party of Hawaiians. Like 30 plus wine show up to the club. Aunties, uncles nice. show up to the club. Nice, Perfect. right? So then he starts DJing, right? Of course, he's playing like Hawaiian music or whatever. And he plays like like straight up island music or whatever. But like, it was a, dude, it was a jam. Like the kids would say it was a vibe. It was <laughs> it was super crazy. Like, no. I'm talking aunties doing hula on the dance floor while other people are like, it was, it was, it was so live that I was like, okay, all right. This is crazy. So if you are ever in Hawaii, please look up Don Farmuina or DJ Technique or Buddha Bud. Those DJs out there are absolute murderers, man. And you will have a good time. Guaranteed you will have a good time. But this leads me to my opening question for you. That okay. I thought of it at the club on Saturday. I'm like, I got to ask Kev this. As a DJ, are you slightly irritated? When that people kind of refuse to dance unless they know a song, like are you are you slightly irritated that you can't get away with it? that you can on occasion, right? But that typically, uh, you know this is a jam, but other people don't know it, so they're going to be like, mm, I'm not going to dance to this. Does that slightly you, bother you? Well, it depends. I think there's different levels to it because there's some like with snapback. I feel like you're drawing from a wide body of music that spans a few years, right? Sure. Yeah, so, we'll so you can put a good set to together yeah. and kind of have a good idea of what's going to work and what's not going to work. That doesn't necessarily make it easier or anything like that. But um, I just feel like that kind of comes with the territory. I like, I do, I will answer it in an optimistic way because you know I'm, okay. at heart I'm an optimist. You know, got a good attitude about things. All Pretty right. positive guy. I don't you know if we should lie on this show, just like so blatantly. But okay. Just right off top. <laughs> we're doing, yeah. Just, You're not yeah, even five minutes in. Are just we lie. five minutes in yet? Okay, we're <laughs> roughly five, but go ahead. It's five minutes, five minutes somewhere. Um, <laughs> no, but, but seriously, I got over that because it's like, people don't, I, I don't even know if it was that way when we were younger. Like when people would just party because it was dope or, you know, because they were there to have a good time or whatever and get loose. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we were, I was definitely, I mean, we were at hip hop things too. So it was all dudes just standing there with their arms folded or whatever. But, um, um, but what I can say, and this is for real, once you get over that, if you're playing like a, you know, uh, what do you call it? God, I don't even remember. Open format kind of a place, like, you yeah, know, yeah. new stuff. Um, get over the frustration of that happening because you're never going to, you'll kill yourself if you try and, you know, get angry about that. But when they act like that, which is not every crowd, but most crowds, I, I do believe, if you can, if you can play stuff and intermix it with the joints that you know are sure shots, mm -hmm. get them out there and then keep them out there with stuff that you know they don't know. That's right. the most fun to me because then, then it's like, now I, I got you, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, it's one thing to, you know, 
I don't know if I make too many. I don't think I do this anymore. I know I used to make comparisons to uh, dating. <laughs> I don't have <laughs> much much context anymore. But um, yeah. you know, it's one thing for a dude who's six two and and uh, you know model looks and money falling out of his pockets and a nice ride to roll up and and get a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to be me. I'm trying to figure out some weird way to get some attention <laughs> and succeed at any moderate level, you know? Like, that's that's how I am with DJ. And I'm like, I'm not good at this. But <laughs> if I can fool you for half an hour, I feel pretty damn good about myself. All right. We're going to omit the last part. I, I Okay. This is my addition if you will to what you're saying so i think it bothers me it bothers me because at snapback lately um we've gotten into different type of music like you know bad bunny is a thing right so with bad bunny you actually go with kind of older um mexican or or hispanic singers or whatever songs that people do not know but the music is so good that people are dancing and I'm like this you can do this with any genre of music y'all could dance if the song is good right so when I play a club club I don't know how to put it but (laughs) you know what I'm saying whether it's you know snapback old school I don't don't know why all of a sudden these parents started texting like crazy the group chat is going crazy if you can hear my phone it's like now (laughs) um but the song that gets people up the most, no matter what format I'm, no matter what type of vibe I'm playing, is, we know what it is. We know what it is. Well, it's consequence calling me. Oh, okay. That song, people go, people start looking around like, yo, I should be there, and I know they want to dance because, like, wherever they're at, they just start moving, right? That's actually my like when nothing's working. Mm-hmm. I just kind of like cut it and go directly to that. And it it has like a 98.8 effective rate to okay. at least get people gravitating towards the dance floor, if not on it. You know what I mean? There are plenty of songs like that out there. Just straight up grooves that people could just dance to. And it, it's, it was weird watching Don Famuina and, and, and other DJs play. Like, for example, he played uh, Jawaiian music that people were not so familiar with. So it wasn't just Common Kings and... You know what I'm saying? It was like deep in the well for for people that are in Cali, at least, in Southern California, at least. And people were dancing to it. And I'm like, see, this is the thing. If y'all come out just to have a good time <laughs> and let the DJ guide you, one, you'll see how good he is or she, he or she right. is. Two, man, you might have the time. You might just have the time in your life that you didn't even know you could have. So it's like, it's like sometimes party. And my last little point here. And I'll I'll throw it kind of back to you because I kind of want to have a bit of a discussion on this. Mm -hmm. The best clubs I've been to in my life. Now, one was in in uh, in Sweden. So I'll count the and I DJed at it. So I'm not going to say like that was the best thing. That's that's me. But that was one of the most fun clubs I've ever been to. APT Mm -hmm. in New York. Right. Rich Mm -hmm. Medina spot. Right. Yep. And Juju's Mm. Soul Shoulder spot. I would guarantee that that most people 
didn't know at least 40% of the songs they played. Mm-hmm. But they was jamming, grooving. Once they got to like, it, I'm talking before I knew the song, like once they got to Fela like Kuti Water and people are going crazy, mm-hmm. you know the jam is like apex, right? Yeah. And it's like, that's that's kind of the way I feel about like being able to be a DJ and really flex like your, not just your actual skills, but your ear. And I feel like DJs are kind of like handcuffed, their ears are handcuffed by the audience more often than not, you know? I think that's, yeah, that's probably right. I mean, you know, it's just reading the room. You know, I think is 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 key. But there's definitely places where you start in like <laughs> half hour, and you're like, "Oh, this is gonna be a long night." <laughs> you oh, know God. what I mean? Yep. But um, APT is a prime example of a place where people were just open. You know, they were there. Yeah. They walked in open. They were there to get open. It was it was. They knew they were in good hands with Rich and AV and anyone else who was spinning there. You know what I mean? Um. Um. And there was that. That was the experience that you had when you went there. No matter who was DJing, there was a, a bunch of mm-hmm. cats and DJs I'm leaving out that yep. were just always bringing it. Um, and it was a good mix of, of people too. You know what I mean? Like, like all, yeah, yeah. a bunch of different kinds of people with different kinds of tastes, but all there for the same reason. Um, for most, most of the time. Um, but you know. Like the place that I played when I f- first moved there, that I played for, you know, that spot, Happy Ending Lounge. Mm-hmm. That was every yeah. week, often, very often, two times a week. And you can ask Double O. Like there were nights where we were like, oh yeah, we're gonna it's gonna be two of us drinking for <laughs> <laughs> quietly for most of this evening. I'm gonna run through trying my best set and and uh, yeah. and see what happens. And then there were some nights where a half hour in, he'd walk in and be like, oh wow, okay, so this is what's happening tonight. And it's like, yeah, yeah. People hanging yeah. off the walls, jumping on the back of the booths and, you know, something <laughs> yeah, weird going on just, in one of the private yeah. rooms and stuff. It's like generally. And, and then, you know, from there, and this is me, I don't know if this experience for, for any other DJs is that like, then once you have that sort of green light start to branch out into things that, you know, like, okay, I'm pushing you a little bit, but we're, we're cool, right? You, you can handle this, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like my yeah. daughter's taking like, swimming yeah. lessons and she's had all kinds of different teachers, some that are very, very gentle, very, very, you know, accommodating. And I'm like, I've never been like, I, you need to drown her and see what happens. It's like, you know, <laughs> but today she started with a new teacher and I was like, oh, you're pushing her. I like this because I know she's going to sleep well and I know she needs to be pushed just a little bit more, you know, she's going to be okay. I know you're going to get yeah. take care of her if she gets in trouble or whatever, but, you know, just watching that, like... So you got to know which kind of how to, yeah, how to yeah, guide how that, you can go. that that vibe. Yeah, I mean, unless you're like rest in peace, Al Jackson, or or Rich Medina, or ICIs, or Remark, or somebody who like is just never misses. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen ICIs DJ for the last what would be ten to eleven years now. Snapback, and of course prior at a at AD and level three and all those spots. And I mean, the dude just does not miss. No, opening closing. High, you know, peak hour. Like he does not miss. It's yeah. insane to watch. Yeah, and it's it's um, and I don't want to get into all, well, because there's some DJs that like Z Trip isn't a great example because I think Z Trip is genuinely a great DJ. 
Um, mm. but he's, he, when he started, he was known for the sort of that, I, I, I even hesitate to say mashup, but that's kind of what, if, if you had to boil it down, that's kind of what he was known for, right? Sure. For those first couple mixtapes that he did that were just monumentally impactful, mm-hmm. right? Um, and to have that rock element to, to what he did sort of woven through his sets. Um, but he's the kind of DJ, I think, at least initially, um, when people were just getting familiar with him outside of, of Phoenix, I guess is where, I think is where he was from, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, Phoenix. you were going to hear, you knew you were going to hear whatever he had to play. So people were going with that good attitude, that openness. And even if I don't know the hip hop record that he's playing under the, you know, Simon and Garfunkel, <laughs> whatever the hell right. he's playing, right? right? It's like, yeah. I'm down for this, right? I know I'm going to hear yeah. something that, that is, is interesting. And if anything, I'm going to, I might even learn something and, and get hip to something that, that, you know, I wasn't aware of before. Same thing with guys like, like this dude, DJ Girl Talk from Pittsburgh. I was, mm-hmm. I think is one of Z Trips. I would say he's one of his sons, although I don't know, not, not to offend anybody, but he's a dude who would get on stage with a laptop. Cause he was a, yeah. he's a, I think a, like an engineer by trade, like a, mechanical engineers or electric engineer or something and he created these mixtapes that were super duper intricate and he would get up there take his shirt off have a laptop and everybody around him would just be sweating within an hour because he was just ripping and running through everything that every little intricate mashup that he had put together and people were just going nuts but they were that's what they were there to hear and they weren't going to hear anything that was not on the mix tape that was not on the playlist I don't. Right, I don't know right. that he did that or does that. Z Trip can do whatever's necessary. Yeah, he would go, right? go out. Um, yeah. go, so there's all kinds of cats, help, yeah. you know, uh, DJs who can get themselves to a place where you're going to go to hear whatever they have to play. I think that's really rarefied air for a DJ. Mm-hmm. There's only a few of them. That's great. Um, sometimes I'm even more impressed by people who can come in, and I kind of put ice in this category where it's like I I know I'm not going to hear. I know I'm going to be familiar with much of the stuff that he plays because we come from the same era, especially if he's playing snapback. Yeah. But I know I'm not going to hear the same thing in the same order every time he plays. You know what I mean? Yeah. I. You know, you're, we're mentioning people and we. I would be remiss because we could go all show just naming people off. But like D-Styles. Mm. D-Styles give you, gives you enough of what you know, but... These styles I have, have people dancing to stuff that I'm like, I'm like even I myself emceeing for him once and once or twice I was like okay now how did you get that off mm. like that was crazy it's a baby whining or like it would be like something right. I mean obviously not that far but it would be a song that's like that that should never go off in here mm. but it would it would go off Z Trip DJ Spider um, oh yeah of Spider. course like Shortcut yeah mm. like. But I, I feel like for, for guys like Spider, it's like you to you know you anything that I go to that I would go to from my twenties till now, any yeah. club, any spot that I go to, I know is light work for him because he's been getting yelled at by club managers and drunk little girls in Vegas, mm-hmm. yeah, like a thousand times as much as any any problem yeah. he might have yeah. at the spot I'm at, right? So, yep. you know. Yeah, I, I I would say venture to say that if you're listening to the show and and you're a club goer, whether you're you know twenty something, which why are you listening to us in your twenties? But twenty something to to whatever age, like go to a club with an open mind, like go to a club ready to dance to something you don't know. Yeah, 
You know what I'm saying? Something you're mildly unfamiliar, but the but the groove gets you. And I feel like you have a better time at a club. And I've been working at it for years. I'm more of an MC than a DJ. I feel like you have a better time at a club or a better time at a show, or even a better time listening to a record. At the end of the show, we'll get into discography discussion because I finished the day I sold discography. We'll talk mm. about it. Um, but even a record where it's like unexpected. Like, okay, this record is not exactly like the last record. You know, mm-hmm. just an, an open-minded audience makes makes the artistry better to me. But, you know, that's, yeah, that's, that's my opinion. That's a, I think that's a probably the, the statement of the, the podcast because people will not have a good time at a bar or a club or a picnic or barbecue for because they don't want to have a good time attitude about not just the music but about the people who are there about the food that's being served about the the way right. the drinks are being poured about where they had to park their car about what they are wearing that somebody else happens to be wearing the same thing it's like people people enjoy finding things to be a little bit negative about you know yep. you're looking at one of them but i've gotten a little <laughs> bit better at it and you know and then i appreciate certain aspects i know how hard certain things are just because i've been around it enough i know how hard it is to serve drinks i know how hard it is to watch somebody have to serve drinks never having done it to not ever want to give somebody a super hard time unless something really weird happens right yeah um yeah and most people just don't they don't walk in they don't walk into the spot thinking thinking that they think that they deserve to have their song played and their drink poured immediately and you know and all those things so you know, I don't know how, how much, you know, we're going to yeah, be don't be whack at the folks. Don't yeah. be whack at the club. Like, don't be whack yeah. when you out anywhere, really. But, all right, so let's get to the other side, Kevin. You ready? Oh, man, I'm tired now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Rap Sucks Radio. Blah, 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 blah. What up, y'all? You were live on Rap Sucks Radio with your homeboy Trek Life and your fam, Kev Sakota. Um, 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 I, 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 I know you're playing the, uh, all this old stuff, but if I think if you, uh, if you play the uh, Ice Spice and Taylor Swift, I think people would really, really, really like that. <laughs> My favorite thing to do to those people, if the dance floor is cracking, is point to the dance floor. Oh, yeah. You're the only one not dancing. That's, why I, <laughs> that's one of my favorite things. You're the only one in here not dancing. Go dance with them. Mm-hmm. Um, thank y'all for tuning in, man. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. The play some Bad Bunny thing is funny to me, and I actually got a, like, a lot of respect for that like campaign mm. because that's a thing. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like Play some Bad Bunny is a thing that all DJs and people who like him know. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's a saying. It's pretty funny. Anyway, thank y'all for tuning in. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. Uh, if you'd like to catch past episodes of our show, you can go to rapsucksradio.com or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. And if you would like to catch this show on television or on your laptop, if you like to see us at least, go to BTSN Behind the Scenes Network. You download the app or channel on your Roku or any of your Amazon Fire devices. Click on it. We are right there. We're also at btsn.watch if you'd like to check us um, you know, on your laptop. You can catch us on social media, Rap Six Radio on Instagram, and RSR Podcast on Facebook. That's where you find us. Word up. 
I'll just get into these topics, Kev. Well, so wait, I got a quick question though. So yep. people just sure. walk up and yell, play some, play Bad Bunny, and that's a thing? Yeah, like it's, they'll either, yeah, play some Bad Bunny is like a funny kind of request, but mm. it's it's a thing, you know what I'm saying? Like people will jokingly say it, the DJs will jokingly say it to each other mm-hmm. because that's the a common request in a way that, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> people request. Like, I mean, play play some Bad Bunny is not like obscure, but it is their little cult following thing, or sure. be beyond a cult following, but the, his followings thing. Yeah. Good for him, man. And that's that's smart. It's very smart. Yeah. Just think what you know would mean? have happened if Nelly would have come up with that. Oh man, I play. So I'm gonna tell you one thing. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. I roll with that eagle beat, and I have for quite a while. I don't necessarily, I thought he was like, that was like the worst, one of the, his worst. Cause I'm like, you don't belong anywhere on this beat. I don't even know what Period. that is. If he did, if he just did the hook to drop down and get your eagle on and like Buster rhymed mm. on it. Like if I found a version of eagle with Buster rapping on it, mm-hmm. I'll be like, yo, that's, that's the jam. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? And with, even with Nelly All on I the recognize hook, I'd be like, in that sentence was Busta. <laughs> you know, you don't know to drop down and get your eagle on joint. That's sure. No, I don't think so. That beat is crazy. Neptune's did the beat. Um, Nelly shouldn't have been nowhere near the beat. He shouldn't even. They, they should have locked him out of the studio. And so that beat is half Asian. Like, <laughs> that beat is half man, half amazing. <laughs> um, they should have. Yeah, they should have literally. Yeah. He shouldn't have been nowhere near that joint. If it's not it's Super like Thug, if it's not moving. Super Thug, I'm not listening to it. Man, you tripping? Super Thug is crazy too. Neptune's are stupid. All right, we got to get into the topics though. Okay. <laughs> we haven't even introduced the episode. Episode title for this is <laughs> "Our Pod's Structural Integrity Main Remain Strong." <laughs> Shut up, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, true. It, look. Everyone's been well, about two miles down strong, but <laughs> I mean, it's relatively strong. Been... So, you know, surface, sea level, <laughs> strong as hell. I gotta say, yeah, above above sea level, even better. <laughs> uh, everybody has been a submarine expert over the last week. Um, yeah, what's up with that? You know, I'm like this, and and I don't want to make this too deep or whatever. So I'm try to try to chill, but I don't want to lose, regardless of how the world moves. I don't want to lose my empathy for human beings. Of course. Right? So say they billionaires and they deserve to die that way or whatever, or they were stupid. I I get if you wouldn't have made that. I get it. Like I'm not trying to like press anybody to make any decisions or say anything they wouldn't. I'm just like man, like. Nah, I'm just I just let people have it. Like this was one of them. When these type of things happen and people feel a certain way about like the individuals who, and then and then they're making comparisons to another another tragedy and why are you crying about this and not crying about that or whatever? Mm-hmm. And it's like mm-hmm. mm, all right. But can I say something real quick about Kev? You know, kind of a dumb argument that we kind of roll with, but it's really a stupid argument. Is uh, you know, niggas die every day. B. Here's the thing. Yeah, and when you are around or note death, you note it. Like, let's say you don't. You're you're driving on a you know driving in a funeral procession pa- procession passes you or whatever. 
You note that. Right. You don't, it's not like you don't acknowledge death when, you, when you're aware of it. So to say that death is happening every day and we should acknowledge all of it, like we're aware, but it's when it's brought to your attention, you feel something. You know what I mean? So I think that niggas die every day, B, is like a really dumb response. Like, oh, well, how come you're not crying about, you know, Uncle Cleo? I, well, I didn't, I know that somebody's uncle passed. I just, it just wasn't presented to me. But if somebody puts up a GoFundMe that I don't even know, I feel something about it. Mm-hmm. In the same way, if you you know present like a submarine and people dying in a submarine or some some uh, people trying to migrate, you know, and and die, like I'm gonna feel away when death is presented, and so don't like chastise people for that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. For like feeling something is that that's where I'm at with that. As far as the the integrity, it is, I mean, it, not a voyage I would go on. That's for sure. I'd be uncomfortable at Disneyland. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I mean, and that was the thing. My my annoyance is always the um, various reactions to it. Sure. You know, like to your point, I wasn't thinking about a Titan submersible three weeks ago. In three weeks from now, I'm not going to be thinking about nope. Titan submersible unless they find him alive. Well, but I'm not. That's done. Even then, not likely to think about it too much. Because it doesn't really touch my life all that much. Because I'm not that no. invested. Um, what I, you know, but so everyone's got an opinion or whatever. To the point that it annoyed me so much that when there were headlines with James Cameron's name in it, in them, <laughs> I was like, man, you couldn't even get that second movie off for like 30 years. Why do we want to know about your opinion? <laughs> on this topic, B. And then I was like, oh, wait, maybe he actually does know something about it. And I look, I was like, oh, yeah, he does. He's kind of like an expert on this stuff. So, you know, yeah, maybe he would, be, maybe I'd rather hear from him. That's how bad it is, though. It makes me now. I'm, and so now I'm mad at him because, oh, no, so now I'm the asshole. Well, yeah. But so I'm still mad at James Cameron just way. for a different reason. Now for a more just valid reason. Yeah. That's, that's um, fair, too. You know, and that, that's kind of the case with everything, right? You hear from all the idiots before you <laughs> hear from somebody who knows You're anything. An expert. By the way, wasn't the CEO on the thing? He, Yeah, he passed away. CEO, some people who were probably, I, I would assume a couple of them were not necessarily experts, but obviously interested in the subject matter, right? Seeing the, the, um, the wreckage and had the money to be able to participate or whatever. It's like the captain went down with the ship. There was at least one other dude who has done it several times. It's like, man, if you're going to go out. Go I don't out, know, man. I know. guess. What, what do you want me to say, man? Like when people are like, oh, hype, I'm like, all right, why you win. They dead. I don't know. What did you, what did you gain? Like, I, I don't understand. You know what, what else pissed me off? All the people who are like, kill the rich all the time, all day long, kill the rich, kill the billionaires, all that stuff, which, yeah. I get it. It's kind of a bit or whatever, but like, then they're all like prayers to uh, the <laughs> to the people. And I was like, kind of kind of took I'm a like, U turn there, buddy. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, at the risk of losing every fan of this show, <laughs> I'm gonna say this, and this is, this was a thought that came to mind. Again, I haven't discussed this. I'll discuss it on my show. It's my show. This is where I talk about these things. But I didn't go on and immediately feel like I needed to comment on this situation or subject or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
um, not commentary. He's not going to bring anything to it, right? When Kobe Bryant passed away in a helicopter crash, wasn't that a millionaire doing something that we all don't have the the financial ability to do in dying? That's yeah, yeah. So should he have died because he was rich? Like, I when where is it selective? Is it everyone who's rich? Is it is it you know what I'm saying? Like, do we know the the intentions, the purpose, of beliefs, or thoughts of everybody that was in that submersible? Like. I'm just careful to, again, I understand it. I understand that billionaires and millionaires and rich people have been exacting tyranny on poor people and us in the middle class for quite a while. I, I get that. I'm not saying I don't understand it. What I'm saying is, man, they gone now. Like, it. I don't really know what, what to celebrate. And it's not like the tyranny stops because they in the summer. They gone. Like, okay. Now we where we where we fighting that now you know what I mean so I mean I'm saying it, it can you cry for Kobe Bryant and then also cheer for this like I I feel like yeah it's not a submersible yeah it's a helicopter but it it's not a not a, a common way of travel for the average person that I won't speak for your money I know I can't do that well everybody has a different risk tolerance and if you have the more money you have. If you have a high level, high risk tolerance level, sure. you can buy yourself a higher amount of potential risk. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. The you know the one thing is you know people start counting them how much it costs to go and search for them and all that mm-hmm. stuff, which I understand that you know, but I don't think they went and searched for these people because I don't know was it five guys, six guys, whatever it was, four guys, because it was five rich white dudes. I don't think that was the yeah. reason they. When it searched for them, because it was all over the news and they were missing. Do they you know they I mean? search for people at the risk of speaking on behalf of a state that I don't like to speak on? I mean, Hawaii, Hawaiians have locals and Hawaiians have an issue with tourists who go to places on the islands that they're not supposed to go. That they say, mm-hmm. "Oh, this yeah. is not safe." Don't and they spend right. hundreds of thousands of dollars to. Those are people at my income level, right? right. There are people who sail out to see. At near my income level, maybe they rent. They go search for them. Like it, when it's a tragedy, they go to search. Now the news coverage may or may not have been different, but it is a very unique event to have this this you know um, submarine or submersible go down to a something as iconic for being sunk as the Titanic and then itself sink. Right, so that's newsworthy from a unique perspective. I I don't think that the coverage was a slight to anyone. And I don't think that the reco- rescue and recovery attempt was a slight to anyone. They would rescue and recover anyone, uh, attempt to anyone out at sea at that point, right? Yeah. So counting that is like counting, if I get lost at sea, like oh, well, how much money did it take to find track? It's like, well, probably more than I'm worth at that point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like automatically, <laughs> as soon as I'm swept out past it, you know, past the reef or whatever, it's it's too much to come get me. You might as well let me go on and drift out. I, I can't afford to. When y'all bring me back, I can't afford it. So mm-hmm. that's not that's a silly argument too. I mean, I don't know. I, again, I I don't I don't like the idea of telling people how to feel because I understand people's opinions or whatever. I just kind of feel like like people really like the idea of dark humor. Um, but not everybody's a comedian or as good of as good at at it, right? So. 
we're supposed to just enjoy your humor because what? I mean, I don't know. But whatever, y'all do y'all thing. Go ahead. What I will say, though, for myself, is that I still aspire to have the untold riches at some point in my life, to earn the untold riches to be able to participate in whatever risky activity I want. Just, you know, and God forbid I don't make it, knowing that the ultimate my ultimate legacy would be getting roasted on Facebook by, you know, somebody's uncle or whatever. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, me not doing it, me not doing it and being rich. Like, oh no, you guys don't like me. What am I gonna do now? Like, <laughs> I'm like that now, and I ain't got no money. Like, whatever. Buy me a drink and hate me if you want. Um, <laughs> like, I don't care that there's an Xbox controller. You can't even afford yeah, an Xbox. Is there exactly <laughs> no legit? I was thinking like, man, I wonder if I should buy a PlayStation for my birthday, right? Mm. I'm just gonna buy myself a PlayStation, Kev, because I like the little Star Wars games and I play, I play them like I actually play them joints. Man, I looked at the price of a PlayStation, yo, and it's been a thought, like a legit, like man, I don't want nothing in my life to happen financially, mm. and me to look up and have a PlayStation. Like I would feel like. The stupid PlayStation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like if something happened, happened, like, yo, heaven forbid, I would just be like, man, listen. Mm-hmm. But I got a place. I'll be so mad yeah. at that PlayStation. So I'm in that. I couldn't afford the Xbox controller that was in that. So that's why know, you just settled music. for those Taylor Swift tickets? Man, I bought all of them. Four, <laughs> four, all, five in the front row. Ten grand each. <laughs> all right, 50 cent. <laughs> All right, let's jump to the topic, man. Um, let's get ready to bumble. Topic number one. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg's MMA trainer says he's not sure how a cage fight would play out between Meta CEO and, and Elon Musk. Uh, BusinessInsider.com is where this report came from, although this story is all over the news right now as well. Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, and Zuck's trainer are the, the uh, players involved. Mark Zuckerberg's been training with pro MMA fighter Kai the Shadow Wu since September of last year. Uh, weighing in on Zuckerberg's planned showdown with Tesla CEO Elon Musk, Wu told Forbes, I just go and train. I can only speak on how hard he works. He works really hard. He's a really nice guy, to be honest with you. I'm not sure how the fight will play out. So I don't want to speculate, but I'm like you. I'm like, how crazy is this, right? After Musk hit out at Meta's rumored plans to launch a Twitter rival, a Twitter user warned him to be careful because Zuckerberg practices jujitsu. Musk tweeted, I'm up for a cage match if he is, LOL. Zuckerberg responded in an Instagram story. and said, send me your location. Uh... On a Twitter space Saturday, Musk said, I haven't started training yet. If it does happen, I will train. Bloomberg's Ashley Vance, who hosted the space, uh, warned Musk that it could go badly because Zuckerberg (laughs) takes the Brazilian martial art pretty seriously. Musk admitted that's possible and said that the fight plans, I think it might actually happen. Kev, do you think it'll actually happen? I hope so. I hope so. I like I like every everything about this. Do you really? Everyone's a winner, as far as I'm concerned. This is what okay. happens when Elon fires his trust and safety department. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
What do you think is going to happen? Hope... No, um, I don't. I think it's all a, a joke. Two rich dudes running their mouth and and you know using their platforms to to run their mouths. Um, I mean, I don't know. I didn't think that that Dennis Rodman and Carl Malone would ever wrestle, and they did. <laughs> So then there's that too, right? <laughs> I just think there's too much ego here to, for it not to happen at this point. Think so? Like, do you really want to get asked what happened for the rest of the time that you're doing a completely different, you're in a completely different line of work, which you were in before you ran your mouth. But now every time you go and do like some product unveiling, someone's going to ask you, uh, who chickened out? You know what I wish what they need to do? I would love for the two of them to fight that lady from backstage of the Mayweather. <laughs> nah, she, she got too much. She's taking all comers. She oh, yeah. got more hands than anybody needs. You could put uh, Shadow Wu in there and he could he could help them out. She probably still whooped that ass. That shit got hella hands. Um <laughs> All right, okay, so I'm gonna answer your question directly though. Would I rather okay. be asked who chickened out? Okay, I'll give you the, the the another scenario. Would you rather have to ask or avoid the question who chickened out on the fight, or would you like to have that meme of you being pinned, you know, and people making up Jordan crying faces versions of you for the rest <laughs> of your life? Because you got you in an arm bar, screaming for bloody, you know what I'm saying? And it, and it's like Elon Musk's Twitter is failing, and that people are using images of you getting tossed around by Mark Zuckerberg. Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it, I just hope that they that Mark Zuckerberg doesn't do it in a, on an island in Hawaii that he's blocked off from the natives or locals that want to spend time on an island because that's basically how he built his home. With all that being said. Mm. Does he live with Kareem? Come on, bro. What happens? <laughs> <laughs> right? Or Obama. <laughs> pew, pew. Shots fired. Shots fired a lot. Um, nah, listen, man. I don't think it's going to. Elon Musk is too. I would say he's actually too smart for that. Well, we'll find out. It'll be fun. It's You know what? Of all the things related to Twitter, even remotely, this is definitely the most fun to watch. He needs to he needs to fight homeboy that uh the, the former former CEO of Twitter. Oh, Jack? Because if, if Blue Sky actually does blow up, Twitter gonna go go bye bye. <laughs> or decrease quite a bit in value. So well, we'll see. Topic number two. This is a really sad story, Kev. Yeah. This is a very sad yeah. story. Uh title topic title is one star passenger rating. Um, yo, the reason an Uber driver dies after being shot on US 54, a woman is now charged with murder. This is the El Paso Times.com reported. It's an Uber driver passenger who will only use Lyft after prison if she gets out of prison. Listen, three weeks ago, Daniel Garcia, the sole provider of his household, began working as an Uber driver. He began his shift by picking up a passenger at 7 a.m and ending around 2 p.m. On June 16th, two days before my birthday, the day of Tupac's birthday, he picked up his last customer, irrelevant to the article, by the way, picked up his last customer of the day, around 2.20 p.m., Kev. His family hadn't heard from him again. They started calling hospitals 
trying to see if he was there. And someone had mentioned the article that came out about an Uber driver being shot. Uh, Piedra picked up Phoebe Copas, 48, of Tomskinsville, Kentucky, and was taking her to Speaking Rock Entertainment Center to meet with her boyfriend. Right? As they drove, Copas saw traffic signs that showed the words Juarez, Mexico. That allegedly led her to believe, Kev, that Piedra was attempting to kidnap her and take her across the border. Okay. In quotes. What we were told originally was that the lady saw the sign on the freeway and it said it was Mexico. Piedra's niece said, and, and then she panicked and she thought that um, Mr. Garcia was kidnapping her and so her instinct she shot him in the head multiple times what kev um crazy yeah go ahead kev it's you know not a not a fun story um, no it's not a, not it's a like typical the, rap six radio story it's crazy because it's like the tragic uh, intersection of so many things we have a, a problem with in this country um, first of all, I don't know if she, she just said that she's from Kentucky or if she was, you know, had moved to Texas. But you, you know, I know Texas is a different animal when it comes to, to guns and all that, but <coughs> she got a strap in her purse. If she's just visiting, she's carrying that thing across state lines. <laughs> That's a little bit of a problem. Uh, right. Border policy is probably a little bit of a problem. General stupidity is probably a li- little bit of a problem. Um, you know, uh, something that we are not experts at by any stretch. You know, generally the treatment of women is not something we're really good at here in this country. Um, not that this dude did any of those things. He was just trying to do his job, right? But um, I think there are probably a few different ways that she wishes she would have handled it. I'm sure she's thought, thought through them way more than I have. But yeah, this is, this is pretty bananas. Cause I don't, you know, I've been to El Paso mm-hmm. just to, you know, and I don't know, I don't think it's a huge city, um, mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things in one of the largest states in, in, in the country. But you're right there on the border. You so if you don't pass, know that, you pass, you t- yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know that, um, then then you know you might want to get a ride from somebody that you trust a little more than an Uber driver. I'm just saying, your know, Waters is literally like you. If you're, yeah, you just you walk across be, the bridge. <laughs> you could literally walk. Around. Yeah, it's right. It's right there. Like you can see it on the freeway to yeah. the train track. Like it's right there. How right. did you not? But. You mentioned, and this is something that I had to think about, and this is this brings up a, a kind of a point for me, um, an empathy and understanding and attempting to be that on a regular basis. It's my goal. I would say that that is my personal goal. I do not achieve it at all times. When, uh, was it, what's her name? Kathleen Bryant, the Emmett Till's uh, accuser. Mm, oh, yeah, yeah. Died, like, I was like, it was... I, I couldn't find. I don't even like, think I could. I don't even think I could keep my mouth yeah. shut on that one. Yeah, like I was like, oh. Okay. And by the way, also let's let's be real. There are definitely things that I don't go on Facebook or Twitter or whatever and just start thumb thugging or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty pretty good at that. Generally, sure. she was an exception to that. I think I might have even posted something or something. Yeah, I I couldn't I couldn't really hold like there's that, but I, but you but I think it that's not any better. I'm thinking it I mean, all day long. Is it? Is it not any better? Like, no, it's, no, it, Is it? Is it? I mean, if I'm that. thinking, Let's like, what that. are you doing two miles under 
the surface of the ocean. I don't I don't get it. But you know what? Do I need to tell everybody else that I don't get it? No, they don't get it either. I don't agree. That's a comedian's <laughs> thing. And I don't agree with that. Like well, all of you are thinking it. I'm like, yeah, but it's in the it's bound in other thoughts. We work through the thought, right? Like like, for example, in this situation, my immediate response was like, come on, man, you just kill this man. But a, a thing that you mentioned was. Um, the treatment of women and the actual genuine fear she could have had in that moment. Absolutely. Because 100%. those things can happen, not particularly with a Mexican driver or a Mexican man in specifically, but with a man, period, point blank. Mm-hmm. These things can happen. So her fear is understandable, actually, very much so. Now, her reaction is resulting in, in a long, long-term prison sentence, very likely. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure. You know, you people may or may disagree with my the wording tragic here, but this is the definition of tragic to me. Right. In understandable circumstances that ends horribly. That if mm-hmm. if it was going the way that she thought it was going to go, would have ended horribly. Like it. It. You know, could have gone a lot of different ways. But I I do question and. First time I went to El Paso, I kind of immediately recognized that the border was on the freeway. I it was it wasn't hard to see it, like it mm-hmm. was like oh, and the sign streets and the the freeway signs clearly say like there's an exit that takes you into Mexico, right? Like so, I mean I don't know when she fell asleep, like she must have got right in in the car at the airport and knocked <laughs> out because because like as well, soon as a- you turn, like it, it's it, the directions are all there, you know. Well, that's so. That's the that's the thing. There's so many questions that that you know the articles don't don't answer because they you know they wrote it quickly. I'm sure and probably didn't you know take the time to 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 sort through some of the the issues. And at the end of the day, a man is dead. But um, you know, like I said, don't know if she just moved there. If she's familiar with the area or not. Sounds like she's probably not because she was Can't concerned. Yeah. Um. She misread the sign, you know. I there are times when I jumped in an Uber when it's like I'm not suited to drive, so sure. I'm going to have somebody else exactly. drive me. Maybe that's yeah. affecting judgment. Maybe there was a, again. I don't know anything about this man. He he's an American. Maybe she was trying to ask him what was going on, and and maybe there was a bit of a language barrier or something like that. Any of this stuff could have been happening, right? Did he deserve to die? No. Should she pull the gun out on him? Probably not. (laughs) It's like, and also my daughter is going to be so tired of me telling her everything to do when you get in a car with somebody else, especially if you don't know that person and an Uber driver is somebody you just don't know. Right. But you have a phone. You can get on Google maps. You know, your boyfriend's address. If she got a gun, I'm hoping he got a gun. <laughs> it's like Pin type drop, in that no. address and let him know. Come out. <laughs> come out. <hot."> well, <laughs> it's like, well, my suggestion to my daughter, and I suggested this to my sister at some point. She's in New York, and I, I, she was, the text messages were a little strange to me. And I was like, yo, it turned out to be normal, but mm. it turned out to be fine. But I didn't like how she was communicating with me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? She was on her way to the airport, so I'm like, "What well, didn't sound normal? Didn't sound like her. Didn't sound normal to me. I, mm-hmm. It it was just. It turned out that her service was 
was interrupted between text and mm. she couldn't respond to me as quickly as as I was texting her or whatever. But mm-hmm. I'm like, drop drop your location, right? And, and I could follow. I can go to Uber. I could follow where you are. Like for my daughters, that'll be the same way. As soon as you get into the car, you share your location. Share so I can follow the ride all the way to wherever exactly. you are. And when you yeah. get out, you let me know you made it safe. Does that completely prevent anything horrible from happening? Absolutely not. But at least, at the very least, there's some information to go off of in case something does happen, right? Some yeah, lead. Yeah. Some information. Um, yeah, and this, yeah, and it's all, it's all, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking, but I mean, sure. the, the, you know, there are many things that you might have to deal with in Uber. It might be, you know, too much cologne or bad house music or whatever, at least here in LA. But, um, <laughs> bad house music is LA is, yes, good grief. But, you know, getting trafficked into a, a foreign country is probably not one of those things. Not that you shouldn't nope. be, obviously, she was concerned about it, but, you know, there are, there are I, things that can be done. And, and who knows? Maybe she did it and she still felt, you know, in danger. Yeah, maybe she was just like, no, I'm about to plug this dude. Um, Hey. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Sad. It's very unfortunate, and and um, for the to the family of of Mr. Garcia, man, like again, this is why I think niggas die every day. B is a stupid because I I don't know this family, but I feel something. They lost their father. It, you can feel something when people die. Like it's not like yeah. like yo, you got to stop feeling things because we don't feel. It's like anyway. Okay, let me get away. Topic number three is Kev. Uh, live less mas. Man arrested after gun found in quesadilla. Kev, mm. k i r o seven dot com. Uh, source players involved in Devin P Mitchell and Taco Bell. Okay, in a news release, the I'm not even trying it. Police department said. Officers with the department's neighborhood enhancement team made a traffic stop on East Canal Street. Uh, during the traffic stop, Devin P. Mitchell, the passenger, reportedly had a handgun inside a quesadilla inside a taco bag. How did it even? Also a, searched the car. It's a loaded quesadilla. That is a lo- <laughs> great. Great, Kev. <laughs> Is that why you shared this article? Like, did you have this joke? No, I got more. All right. <laughs> Officer searched the car and found meth, liquid heroin, and drug paraphernalia that were in distribution amounts, according to the news outlet. Probably also in the Taco Bell case. Anyway. He <laughs> supersized it. That's why it's like a laxative. Anyway. <laughs> Mitchell was arrested and charged with possession of a controlled substance with intent to distribute while in possession of a firearm, possession of a controlled substance, tampering with physical evidence, possession of a weapon by a felon, and possession of paraphernalia. Kept possession of a controlled substance with intent to distribute while in possession of a firearm. Is that the Mm -hmm. full charge? You know what they call that at Circus Circus? Monday? Jackpot. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you know what else they call it? Tuesday. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, and I feel like Circus Circus is made of meth at this point. That's, that's the residue. Anyway, um, 
The driver, Olivia Neff, was cited for disregarding <laughs> disregard for a traffic device. And uh, I hope she, she was wasn't an Uber driver. Oh my god, <laughs> that's the worst. That'd be the worst. That would be horrible, man. Um, yeah, I mean, possession of a controlled substance with intent to distribute seems like the charge. While in possession of a firearm is like, okay, so that's like one charge? Okay. Anyway, that's weird. That's like a long, one long sentence charge, but Kev, go ahead. Much like the last topic, this, this story is also a, a tragic intersection of uh, so many things that are wrong in this country, but this time mm -hmm. it's all specifically a Taco Bell. <laughs> okay. Taco Bell is a microcosm for everything that is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. <laughs> the Dorito the Loco Chalupa <laughs> Bro Taco Bell Might as well be prune juice <laughs> you, It's clearing you out uh, you, I, you can feel how you want to feel You know what and I want to see like is it. a YouTube video Of the where are they now Of that damn Chihuahua Gone <laughs> <laughs> It would be a aerial font, lowercase, white font on black background, mm. right? So just picture that. And whatever happened to the, it'd be a picture of them in the commercials, and then they'd break down what happened to them, and that gone, aerial font. Lowercase white period. There'd be little would be wings the answer. On him? No, with nothing. It would just that would be it, and they move on to the next segment. And it would be said, and 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 my voiceover going gone. <laughs> and then they'd be like, now Macaulay Hawkins. Like it would just they just move on to the next person. Ain't no backstory, bro. Out, bro. Been out for years, probably at, at this point. Oh. He not the old world's oldest chihuahua. Matter of fact, it's probably two or three chihuahuas in that commercial alone. Oh, they're like stunt doubles? Yeah, like it probably ain't the same one, to be honest with you. <laughs> Replace this ass in the middle. Like, mm. <laughs> We've been feeding this dog Taco Bell. You're not even supposed to feed them table food, <laughs> let alone Taco Bell. That dog oh, man. <laughs> That's how we should end the show. Black background, white font, lowercase aerial, period. Gone. <laughs> oh, but not forgotten. Hey, post that as as an image one day on our on uh, Instagram. I just want to see how many people have listened listened to this episode and just die laughing at the thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> like without even if they read it the same way I'm saying it. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, um, it's the T-shirt. That's the T-shirt. How how fucking big was the quesadilla, by the way? I'm telling you, man. It's like a uh, loco size. <laughs> For real. 
strap size. Like you said, you know, it was loaded. <laughs> Nine millimeter quesadilla. Get the quesadilla. Uh, what would you like on? Nah, I want the stash box version. Oh, okay. <laughs> My bad. We get those. We gotta go get that. That was in the back. Oh man. Yeah, it's too much. Who's gonna clean that gun? <laughs> For real. That gun shoots diabetes like straight. <laughs> just, oh just, just, oh, just hollow point high blood pressure. For real, immediately. They start shooting you with that gun. Nothing's coming out, and it's like, what, what, what's gonna happen? Oh, you'll see later. Gun shoots pure diarrhea. <laughs> you'll find out in a minute. All right. There we go. We gotta get out of here. We we've gone too far. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot future diarrhea. <laughs> Yo, thank y'all for tuning in, man. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. I I do want to get into the discography discussion, but not. We I will mix. We'll flip it on the next. I I, right. I want y'all to do me a favor. By the way, check uh, out. by the way, my favorite rapper from the the. Uh, Double XL freshman list is future diarrhea. Oh, yo, I love his work. <laughs> future diarrhea is. <laughs> hey, when these rap sucks made radio mugs come out, you know, you never know what to be on these things. Mm, nothing better than drinking your morning coffee from a mug that says in a lowercase Arial font, "Future diarrhea." Diarrhea. Hey, gone. listen, <laughs> gone. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> we doing these mugs, man. We doing these mugs. Though. Trust me, y'all. They gonna come out. We doing mugs. Don't worry we about it. We doing rap sucks radio quesadillas, quesadilla holsters. All day. Quesadilla holsters would be this. Yeah. Lit. For all you forward-thinking states out there. <laughs> hey, coffee does make you know. Does help help with movement, so you know future diarrhea <laughs> exactly. might actually be accurate. Yeah. <laughs> got your, right, look, we got man, your diarrhea go. mug and your Second Amendment quesadilla. <laughs> let's get out of here too. <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in, man. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. Catch us at rapsixradio.com and Instagram. Uh, rapsucksradio.com and Instagram. Rapsucksradio.com for all your past episodes. Go to Radio on Instagram or RSR po- podcast on Facebook. I am your homeboy, Track Life. That dude over there is your fam, Kev Sakota. Buck, buck. <laughs> that was the sound of him shitting in the, <laughs> the toilet. <laughs> yeah, the toilet echo sound. in the toilet. Getting the, case, getting the, the initial quesadilla that he ate out. Um, <laughs> yo, man, we holler at y'all, man. We out of here like last year on the count of three. We say gone. One, two, three. Gone. Gone. Peace, y'all. We out.